Hello, my wonderful podcast family. Uh, today, I'm starting back with uh, opening up because I feel like that that has been stopped. Um, I've noticed that people on here really enjoy the music, which is great. Everybody loves you know, worship music. It is a form of uh, fighting spiritual battles. But I also feel like that it's very important for us to be able to uh, get into the Word. Because the Word teaches us, the Word guides us, cleanses us, heals us, and can help in every situation. So uh, I've wrote down quite a few recently, and I just kind of want to go through um, these scriptures Basically, I, I want to just mention this because me as a former sinner, <laughs> which I try not to, but of course we all still do, but I'm just saying, uh, someone that was not saved and washed in the blood of Jesus and not living or changing their life for that purpose. Um, so I've been there. I already know all about it. Um Whenever I was six years old, I was in church. My dad was an evangelist. Then um, some things happened and we came away from the church. And so I didn't get saved and actually saved saved until I was close to 30. So I went to the bars and I had, you know, huge parties where people would just be doing drugs and drinking and partying and having all kinds of fun but they were not aware of the principles of God and so that is what I've realized now um, without those godly principles people fall into sin and eventually it can lead to your demise uh, I thank God that I've gotten saved because there's definitely no way I would have ever survived a lot of things that I had been through. So, all that will be on another, you know, podcast. But, uh, <clears throat> basically, I feel like that we should ask ourselves a couple of things um, and really look at ourselves instead of trying to look at other people and a lot of times people do this because they are ashamed of themselves they are ashamed of what they've done they know it's not right but they just can't figure out why so instead of dwelling on that they look at other people and they find those people's problems and why they're and or not why but what they're doing wrong So it's always easier to look at someone else's problems and what they're doing wrong than it is to look at self because that means you're probably going to make some changes and people just don't like change. So my question to you is, first of all, um, is it something that I feel is right or wrong to do? Would I want this to happen to me? So your actions are basically based on that principle. Do I want someone else to do this to me 
you know, whether it be talk about someone behind their back, take something from them without their knowledge. It's a matter of respect. That's a principle that God teaches us in his word. And today's society does not have that. You can look around and see everyone is so self-centered. They don't feel like, I guess, that anyone else would love or care for them the way they can. And I agree with Erin when she had made that comment about people believe that self-care is so much more important than anything else. And it is important. However, you cannot become selfish. And I think a lot of times the people um, who say it do not mean it as that uh, selfishness. I believe that the people who say self-care is important is the people who have had times in their life when they did not make themselves important at all. And so with that being said, uh, usually the people that say self-care is important is because they have not done it. They've not taken care of themselves. They've not made themselves a priority. I know that can come from rejection. That can come from um, depression, uh, mental illness. You know, that type of thinking can come from any of those things. And it does hinder us from seeing the true fulfillment and the true um, meaning of it with the Lord um, about how we need to put others ahead of ourselves. Uh, Whenever you have been rejected, then you tend to do that already. And that's why I feel like that people that use that a lot of times are people who have somehow in their life have dealt with those um, problems and we're not focusing on even their own selves Um, here's one thing I can tell you the Bible does not lie the Bible is the same yesterday today and forever it says that we should put each other above ourselves and I feel like that the the uh, principle of that is the most important If you're in a healthy state of mind, you've not been rejected, you've not been abused, you've not been mistreated or malused, then you will not ever have to worry about that Um, because you're already caring for yourself um, on a healthy basis. It's when you are abused, gaslight, those types of things that happen then you lose self and that's where the problem comes in so it's actually two different things and I feel like that with the situation of uh, the rejection and the abuse and things like that that the person maybe grew up and thought that that was the normal way of how things should go and that person has to mainly their main problem isn't self-care it is boundaries and boundaries are part of the word and it is the full armor of God you have to put on the breastplate of righteousness which guards what part of your body your core your heart your lungs your entire being comes from that core heart so that full armor of God with that breastplate of righteousness 
has a barrier to keep you from letting those hurtful things enter into your heart. Now, the Bible also says that God is close to the broken and contrite heart. So when it happens, God is going to help you heal. But until you get there, that's when people start getting this whole, is it self-care? Is it boundaries? Is it, you know, boundaries basically is my version of the breastplate of righteousness and knowing that armor. So if you don't have boundaries, then you don't know your armor. You don't know the tools and the equipment that God has given you to use. And I'm hoping that this podcast will help you to determine that that is what you have to learn. Your boundaries, the breastplate of righteousness is part of the boundaries. You still, with that breastplate on, need to put others above yourself. But you need to do it with those boundaries in place that will not let them get, that will not let them pierce your heart or any other main organ heart lungs you know takes your breath away kind of thing you know what I'm saying so we want to protect our vital core um in fact our heart is where it says the bible says that um, everything that comes from our mouth comes from our heart and so that's another thing I'm just I feel like that this podcast right now the Lord is leading me to speak on biblical compass uh, the core values of what we should have as human beings to help us to become more like Christ so the Bible is the best guideline but we have to understand what all of the aspects of the Bible is and that's why I believe that God wants to put a desire in your heart to learn more from the Bible. And so I'm going to recommend that you dig in to this information. So <clears throat> a big thing about the Bible is it helps our character. Um, so another a huge thing to think about, um, you know, we, we talked about, is this going to be right or wrong? Um, that character would be, would I be proud of, if everyone knew what I just did or what I'm going to do, that's probably the best way to do it is to do it before you ever do it. Uh, think this thought ever before you do it. Am I going to be proud of myself if everyone knows what I'm doing right now? And then am I acting in a way that makes me feel holy? Do I feel like I'm doing the right thing with God? Am I being more like Christ in this situation? Speaking behind someone's back is not a thing that would make me feel holy. I would not feel like I'm doing more like Christ if I did that. Taking something that wasn't mine is another thing uh, that doesn't make me feel holy and doesn't make me feel more like Christ. Uh, We are all good in God's sight. You can read that in Luke 12 and 7. The hair on your head is numbered. Jeremiah 1 and 5. God knew you before you were born. Jeremiah 29 11. He has a plan for you and a hope. Uh, 
let's read it in here's what exactly they say these are right yep <clears throat> luke 12 and 7 says indeed the very hairs on your head are all numbered jeremiah 1 and 5 says before i formed you in the womb i knew you before you were born i set you apart i appointed you a prophet to the nations jeremiah 29 11, it says for i know the plans i have for you declares the lord plans to prosper and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future then you will call on me and I will listen to you you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart I will be found by you declares the Lord and will bring you back from captivity so all those things that we were talking about before is this right or wrong so on and so forth basically when you do that you're putting yourself into a captivity um for guilt shame all of the things that you don't really want in life if you do not put others before yourself and respect others in the same view then you're putting yourself in a situation where the enemy basically has legal rights to be able to torment you and you're putting yourself in a position where <coughs> excuse me um it can be harmful um you could have things happen in your life that would not have happened if you had not have done that um so whether you really want to know god or not he wants to know you and uh, he wants you to love him and know him so when we have uh, temptations we have to learn uh, that we have to ask the Lord to help us with those temptations we cannot fight them on ourselves. it's why it says uh, that the Lord wants us to take up his yoke and leave our own yoke for him because his is easy and light and ours is heavy so when we have temptations or burdens, things that weigh us down, um, we cannot get through those without the Lord. And so it's important that we do that. Um, so let's do this. We do have the ability to judge righteous judgments. Um, basically, I like to think of these as fruit inspectors. <laughs> And whenever you see someone that's not doing the right thing, you can inspect the situation. That's when you can use that full armor and decide, I'm not letting you get past this point. Uh, let's see. It is important that we do not judge others, though. Even though we see that they are doing wrong, we have to protect ourselves that they still have the legal right from God to make their own choices so you the best thing that you can do is not take on the sin of judgment on others and condemn them you can try to correct them and explain to them what this is that they're having happen and that's not a godly direction and that would help correct them um, it may not be very popular and you may have some very difficult uh, conversations but also if you come at it with love and with the right attitude you can help everyone you encounter 
So let's reflect on who we should judge. Um, if there is anyone in the entire world that you should judge most, it's yourself. Because only you can make the changes that are needed. No one else. Like I said, we all have the right. We can judge uh, righteously. But ultimately, the only person, even when it's confronted and brought to our attention, only we can make the changes through Christ Jesus, of course. Like I said, we can't do it in ourselves mostly. But the only one that we can possibly change is ourselves. We do not have the power to control anyone else's actions, anyone else's conversations, anyone else's, you're all going to, everyone's going to have to face the judgment seat of Christ on the day that we all pass away. And when we stand before Christ and God and the Holy Spirit, then we have to answer for what we've done. And so we have to remember that, that there is going to be a day of judgment We need to ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins and correct us. That's how we get out of all of that mess. Um, Matthew 7, 3 and 4 says, How can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? So when you are having all of these sins happening in your life and you try to tell someone else what's wrong with them, the Bible tells you here, in Matthew 7, 3 through 4, you should not do that. So again, we should definitely judge ourselves and not others. Um, yep, use the word of God as your compass. Um, let's go ahead and read. really early in the morning you guys I've been up since 5 a.m <laughs> so, the Lord gets you up for crazy stuff I know um I do understand though that there's also those boundaries remember I told you about the full armor of God um this is also something that people that have had rejection abuse and things like that they don't realize it but the Bible actually says do not give your precious items your precious thoughts things that are sacred to you things that are important to you your heart's desires your um your prayers i mean even your your desires for life and what you want from life don't just tell everyone about those because those are very sacred to you and you hold them between you and god And it says in Matthew 7, 6 through 7, Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. (coughs) So, we do not want to allow our sacred thoughts and anything that we hold dear to be given over to anyone who will not cherish them as much as us. And so that does help us to keep things a little closer to self and not give all of that to everyone else. 
So, it is very important. Now, I want you to know... God will save you from situations even when you have messed up even when you have done wrong even when you've been thrown because of your sin right into a challenge God will still come and rescue you it says it in Psalms 91 14 because he loves me says the Lord I will rescue him I will protect him for he acknowledges my name So God would rather have an obedient child than a child who wants forgiveness. So think about if you have children, you kind of can understand this concept. If my son obeys me and does what he needs to do, um, okay, say just as an example, I know a young man who grew up and became very wild in his teenage years and began to drink and smoke and hang out with his friends and do whatever he wanted to and he ran away, I believe it was seven times in one year, um, and made his parents worry, sick, whether or not he was okay. Um... Now, imagine that child and then another child or son who, at that same age, is staying at home, going to church, helping out the family when they can, uh, doing what they should do in every aspect, trying to do the best they can do. I mean, they haven't, they haven't uh, looked for those other avenues to satisfy them. And so, uh, you know, what what is the parent going to appreciate more? Uh, which would you rather have, basically, as a parent? Would you rather have the worry and all of the other things that's happened when the child ran away, when the child was out drinking and drugging and doing all these other things, or would you rather the child who has actually done what they were supposed to do? You would rather have the obedient child. Now, there is a a word in the Bible that talks about the prodigal son who did go out and spend all of his money and he wound up coming to himself in the middle of a pigsty and was eating slop because he had gotten so bad off in his life. And he finally came to his senses and said, my father owns land and his servants that work for him make more money than I do. I'll go back to my father and I will ask him if I can have a job on his land and then I won't be in this position anymore because he'd lost all of his fortune, all of his friends. When he didn't have any money, there was no friends around. And so he went back to the father. And when he went back to the father, uh, it actually talks about how the father came out and looked far off into the distance and seeing the young man coming up the hill. He knew him before he ever got close enough to physically see all of his characteristics, but he's seen his mannerism and knew that it was his son. And he ran to meet his son because he loved him so much and he had been worried about him so much. And so 
because of what all the man, the other man had been through, the young man had been through and had done all of this. The father wanted to have a huge banquet for him that he'd come back home. And the son that was there and had been good was in the field working. And all of the servants took off and went back. And he asked one of them, what's going on? He's like, your brother's come home. We're going to prepare for a feast. Instead of the son being, the other son being excited, he got jealous. And he went to the father and said, why? Why don't I get this feast that you've given to my brother who's been out here and done all these horrible, horrible things? And he said, because... I, um, you've been with me. I've been with you. You've had me the entire time and he hasn't. So he suffered. And so, I mean, I don't think he said it in this. This is me paraphrasing, but I basically remember or can imagine because I have been that child that has been wayward and wasn't to myself and, uh, have been away. And, realize how much I'd suffered not being with the Father and then coming back to the Lord and becoming saved and I just do not want to ever leave again and that that story takes me to another one where the woman that comes into the um, I'm not sure if the person that had the dinner and Jesus went to dinner at this man's house, if he was a disciple or not, I can't remember. It's not the point. The point is that this woman had came in with an alabaster box full of oil right before Jesus's uh, crucifixion. And she poured it on his feet. Actually, I think she cried she anointed him with the alabaster box but she also washed his feet with her tears and dried them with her hair um and it was very humbling so the word says as well those who have much sin are the ones who have great praise because they know what god has done for them So do not be ashamed of what you have been through and thank God for the praise that he has given you in replacement of all that sin. And your praise is a weapon. So do not fear the enemy when he comes in to tempt you or comes in to bother you or comes in to make you choose other things and get you distracted. Remember that you have a father that sees all and that he will forgive everything you've done as long as you draw back to him and his strength is stronger than anything the enemy has and that's why if you lean towards Christ Jesus when you start feeling a temptation to speak about someone or have road rage or steal something or hurt someone, remember that you can't do it in your own strength. And the word says, when you are weak, he is strong. So what this world has, 
shown the everybody like in the world believes that you have to be strong and you have to fight and you have to you know get ahead this is the only way you can do it the word says when you are weak he is strong and with his strength you can do anything so let's focus on the lord let's let him have his way in our life and let him be our strength let jesus be our strength lord i want to pray for my friend right now god i know that you have me up for a reason this morning dear god i know that they have things in their life that they'd like to change i know god that you are drawing them near you're drawing them to you god because you want to have that intimate relationship with your children you love them you've never left them god even though they would believe from what the enemy has told them that you were never there and that you never cared that's what the enemy would tell him. But God, I know your word and from the spirit of God, I can tell that I know this is true. You have never left any of your children. You simply want them to make a choice to choose you. God, I pray for my friend right now. God, I pray that they will choose you that they will ask you to come into their heart and they will learn to be gentle and humble and be weak because God, it's actually strength. Lord, help us to be strong in you and weak in self. Help us, Father God, to be a humble vessel to allow you to work through us. When we are tempted, Lord, let us not try to fight that on our own and say, I can do it. But let us retreat and resist the devil. Through your strength, Lord. Through your strength. Resist it and it will flee. That is the key to biblical principles. Resist the devil and he will flee. Resist sin and it will flee. Jesus, help us, Lord. Help us in creating us to be more like you, Lord. Help us to know what to do in those moments of trials and tribulations. God, help the ones that are broken. God, go into their lives and heal every broken piece. Mend them, Father God. You are the potter and they are the clay. Mold them, Lord. I know, God, during this process, and I'm I'm just going to be vulnerable, Lord. I know myself in that process, God, it is painful. To be molded is not easy. To be molded is not an easy process. There's a lot of pushing and tugging and turning and twisting and pushing and turning to get the clay to be just right for what you need, Lord. So God, help us during those times when we are being sanctified, when we are being pushed and pulled and molded 
into what you want to make us, Father. And God, help us, Lord, when we come to trials and the fire is very hot, Lord. And we're going through the fire to burn out all impurities, God. Help us through those trials, Lord, I pray. Help us through all of it, God. You are the way. We cannot do it without you, Lord. Give us your strength. And we worship you and we praise you, God, for what you're going to do. We praise you as if it has already happened. We praise you because you are God. You are mighty God who can do all things. We thank you, God, for all that you are doing, all that you have done, and all that you're going to do. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. God, you are in every moment, in every day, in every person, in every life, God. You are our maker, and you love us just like a father loves his children. Thank you so much for that, Lord. I appreciate this time with you, God. I appreciate my friends, and I pray that they'll continue to dig into the word. If they never listen to my podcast ever again, Lord, I don't mind. As long as they see you, as long as your word goes forth, as long as your desire and your will is strong in their life and it comes first, God, I don't care if they ever listen to another podcast, but God, I know, I know that you have a plan for everyone's life and it's much better than what we choose for self. Help us to be a temple for you, God, a holy, righteous temple for you, and resist all sin. We thank you, Lord. My friend, if you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, I feel like I need to ask now if that's the case, I want to pray with you. I want you to say these words. Dear Heavenly Father, I accept your Son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. I want him to be in my life and reign over me. I want him to come into my life and make changes so that I may live a righteous and holy life before you, God. Forgive me of my sins, known and unknown. Lord, I repent of them now. I do not want to do them anymore. Lord, please forgive me and accept this as my new walk with Christ Jesus as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, I pray, God, that you will now watch over this child of God. The angels in heaven and God and the Holy Spirit and the Lord are rejoicing along with all of the other brothers and sisters of Christ that another child has been saved. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, what you're going to continue to do in their life. Bless them, God. Remind them, leave breadcrumbs, Lord, to tell them to get back to your word. Come and dine with me, he says. Come and dine with me, saith the Lord. Come and dine at the table. Get into the word and have a meal with Jesus, the word of God. And he will help you through all things. Thank you, Lord, for this day and all that you do for us. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, God, and amen. All right, guys, uh, about 35 minutes so far, going on 40. Um, 
I might try to lay down and rest a little bit now. I feel like this is what God wanted from me. Um, and so I'm going to rest. And I'm going to pray for the core group because they're having a retreat. Uh, and I think God's going to move mightily in that. And for all the believers in the world, I pray for you. I pray that God strengthens you. The Holy Spirit pours out over you. And everyone around you can see the glory of God. Thank you, Lord, for all you do. In Jesus' name. All right, guys. I love you very much. Thank you so much for listening in. I pray this has done something for you. Uh, you can always send me an email at called of Christ at gmail.com. <laughs> That's my email. I had to think for a minute. What is it exactly? Called of Christ at gmail.com let me make sure it might actually be called of Christ Ministries never mind don't worry about that skip it uh, you can call me 502-281-9228 if I get prank calls I'm going to block you so I'm just letting you know if it's a ministerial type of thing I'll be here for you um, just give me a call 502-281-9228. Love you very much. Have a great day. And I'll see you around the merry-go-round. Hello, my podcast family. I have been having this, uh, word on my heart lately and I just wanted to make sure that I obey the Lord and give it to his people so that's what I'm doing um so basically what the Lord has given me is about the topic of grace and we talk about grace there's a song about grace we talk about grace and grace is ultimately um like a huge cushion that is around us that protects us from our sins when we mess up um, the Lord gives us grace um, which is a bumper basically for um, when we bump our heads and we do things that are wrong we say things that are wrong we treat people wrong anything that you could imagine that would be wrong the Lord gives us a humongous like I remember seeing those um, blow up inflatable things that people would blow it up it would be around their body and then they would run towards each other and they would smash into each other but nobody got hurt why because they have this barrier around them that is preventing them from being hurt that's what grace is we are allowed grace by God mercy um, for our wrongdoings, for what we've done wrong or what we've encountered or what we've done to other people. God allows us grace. And so I just feel like it's on my heart that people in church, people that are out of church, especially people anywhere, really, I mean, we just don't, we're in a cancel society where you know if you're not going to do what I tell you to or what I want you to then we're not going to be friends and I'm going to dis discard you I'm not going to talk to you but that's not what God wants that's not the way that God wa- works at all 
Each hair on your head is counted. He knows each number. When you lose one, he knows it. That's how intimate God is with us. He knows everything about you. Imagine parenting as a mother and she gets her baby. Her, the mother learns so much about that baby and the intimacy there is so close for the most part in a healthy relationship. The mother will see when the baby's fingernails are too long and they could cut themselves. And then they find ways to take care of that baby. That's basically the same way that God cares for each of us as grown as you may be. You could be 90 years old and God still knows every hair on your head. God knows if your fingernails are too long. Because to him, he, you are still his little baby. And he is that intimate with you. He knows everything about you. He's closer to you than you probably are to yourself. He knows more about you than you know of your own self. And yet he gives us grace. Because I know in myself, I have learned that I can be an evil person. We all have that ability. But God doesn't want us to live like that. Of course, he wants us to live a holy life. But when we mess up, we're always able to come back. And just like it is in the 12-step program, talks about how your maker is strong enough and more than capable to give you back your sanity and bring you back to justice. And I think that is so powerful. God just dropped that in my spirit and I heard the message about it today on WJIE and it was so good Uh, it was the pastor that was formerly at Valley View Church and he went back to his hometown in Alabama but they still um, have his uh, services here on the radio and so I was just so blessed by his word today because it was exactly what I had been feeling in my spirit that you know I mean, if you can't deal with the people that are around you, you're never going to win the lost. Because the lost doesn't know how they're supposed to walk. The the lost doesn't know that they're even sinning in most cases because they don't know. They've never encountered Christ like you. They've never encountered Him. So, as Christians, I'm pleading with you. Through Christ Jesus, I am an ambassador of Christ. And he wants us to give grace to people. Let them have a cushion. Let them mess up. Let them come back. Let them make mistakes. Just like a child, when they're first learning how to walk, they fall many, many times. And a lot of times parents will block things and catch them when they start to fall towards a sharp object. That's how we should be. We're just going to be there to catch you when you fall. We're going to stand with you and we're going to help you and we're going to let you get the feet to stand on your own spiritually. And we're going to give you mercy and grace for when you fall, the Lord can help you get picked back up. We can help you back up. 
We can love on you. We can tell you how much of a good person we know you are, even though you've made a mistake, even though you cut someone off in the traffic, even though you flipped somebody the bird, even though you cussed out the cashier down the street at the dollar store. God still gives you grace. He sees that we mess up. He sees that we have flaws. And through Christ Jesus' mercy and grace, we are able to get up and dust it off and go again. Because that's how much He loves us. That's how much He cares. So if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And all of my sins, past, present, and future, are covered under the blood this day. The blood is enough to take away all my sins. And I thank you, Lord, for that. Please come into my life and help me with my unbelief. Help me with my doubt. That this can be real. Help me, Lord, to know that you are my God. And that you created me for a better purpose. And that you have a beautiful future ahead for me, Lord. Help me to know. And if you said that prayer today, and you sincerely meant it with your whole heart, the next step is baptism. After baptism, ask for the Holy Spirit to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. And then get into a church, go on a regular basis, and meet with the Lord daily. He loves you. He cares about you. I love you, and I care about you. And I hope every person under the sound of my voice finds their way to the Lord. God, I thank you for what you're doing in their lives. I thank you, God, for what you've done in mine. We praise you and worship you in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Y'all have a wonderful day. I'm getting ready to start work. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed and know that you have grace and give each other grace too, okay? Be more like Christ. Be a follower of Christ and be more like him. Ask him today how you can be more like him. All right, guys. Love you. See you around the merry-go-round. podcast family. I'm so glad to be on with you this morning. It is October. Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Oh, the 16th. Yeah. Um, or 17th actually. Yeah. Anyway, two days and my spiritual birthday will be happening, so I'm so excited. That's been 20 years. Actually, 22 years. Uh, since, no, 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 19 years because I got baptized in 2003. So it will be 19 years that I have been saved. And I'm so proud of that. You got to celebrate that. That is, see, to me, I, I don't think about the worldly birthday as much as I do the spiritual birthday. Because that's when I was awakened and my eyes were open to a beautiful, wonderful, loving God who made himself completely available and 
helped me become aware that he was a true entity and that he loved me so it was pretty amazing um and i'm just thankful for it but um life's not over you've had the birthday and you went through I mean because honestly I was attacked more after I became a Christian than I did before that well I can't say that because I had a lot that happened to me before I got saved but uh, and God has kept me you know in a good place to be able to help others and somebody told me that I, I think it was something that I seen um, about how I'm a guide for other people because I'm like a light or something, which is really cool. I love it. And, but I wanted to make sure I mentioned this because a lot of people, you know, don't think that they have very much value, but the Bible says, second Corinthians five and 20, that we are ambassadors of Christ. That's your purpose. You want to know what your purpose is in the world? To get people back to God so that they aren't walking in this world all alone and overwhelmed by all the darkness because this place is dark um children are hurt every day rapes happen every day even when you're at work you could be like emotionally beat down from all that you're having to endure by your co-workers or your boss um you have to walk out every single day of this life and God has a purpose for you because he wants you to be a guide to other people and I just thought it was so cool that they said that I was a guide it was like a, a Native American type of thing what is your job as a Native American uh, person and it mentioned that I was a you know the light or something of that nature it's not me the light shines through me and that's basically what the, that scripture, 2 Corinthians 5 and 20 says, is that it's as if God is using us to speak to other people who have not found their way back to him. And finding your way back to him means finding your way back to your first love because he created you. You think you may love your mom and your dad and those who, who took care of you or guided you or did something special for you and changed your life but God is with you everywhere you go you could be in a situation where you are actively being tortured abused and you think you're all alone and that you're going through all of it by yourself you're not God is with you and he will heal you he will bring you out of that and he will bring you to a better place in your life it took me I'm just I was talking to somebody the other day and I testified about you know how I'd been taken to Florida against my will in 1996 and we were talking about snapped the show and they were like oh well i watched jeffrey dahmer and you really should watch that and i'm like uh no i don't want to see anything like that i lived through a living hell myself already in 1996 they didn't even know about the story but it's been 26 years since that happened and it took me this long 
to be able to sit and talk about it to other people because that is traumatizing. Like I remember on the way down there, I thought I will never see my family again. I already had chalked myself up as being killed, murdered and everything on whenever I was, I knew I was not in a good place heading down 65 to Florida. I knew at that point that I was never going to be able to see my family again. And, uh, that was trauma. And even in that case, even going through that, you don't know that God is there, but I tell you what, I did realize God was there whenever I almost drowned in the ocean and God helped save me from that situation. And whenever he did, I sat on the beach, of course, trying to get my breath and sitting there all alone, basically just, and not looking at the ocean because I was terrified of it by then. Just sitting there looking up at the heavens and thinking, God, what in the world just happened? I just about met you right there. And I didn't know him. I wasn't saved back in 96, but God met me there on the beach. It takes some really hurtful things. I think that's why we do go through a lot of painful things is because as human beings and with us having our free will and we're able to do whatever we want to, um, it takes going through pain for us to actually say that we're not as strong as we believe we are and let the Lord help us. When we are weak, he is strong. That little story, a little song, Jesus loves me. They are weak, but he is strong. So in our weaknesses is when we actually rely on the strength of God. And it's pretty amazing. But I want to just take this opportunity and remind you. If you're thinking about suicide or hurting yourself or hurting someone else... Because right now, a lot of people are going through a whole lot. It's technically we're in a depression. (coughs) A depression happened back in the 30s. My grandmother lived through it. And, um, you know, it doesn't say in the Bible that we will never go through anything. It says he will be there with us. And we have to look lift up one another it says that in the bible as well to lift up one another encourage one another and i just look around at all the faces and all the sadness and all the hurt and pain god does not want that for us and i know people think well you're just living in a fantasy land no i'm not i'm living in heaven and i'm just here on earth visiting so i don't want to be sad because i have a wonderful future ahead that may end with my death, but it will begin in a new birth in heaven. And uh, it's not going to be easy when you die. Death is not an easy thing. But when you get to glory, you'll never have to worry about it or endure it again. God has given us that promise. And he came and saved the whole world. So when you think that you're worthless and that you're not worth it and God couldn't come to save you, what in the world would he want to save you for? I couldn't walk into a church, blah, blah, blah. People say that to me all the time. I'm like, yes, you could. He came for you. 
And it's like, you just want to ignore the fact that he did come just for you and your wretched self. (laughs) Because I'm wretched too, y'all. I had, you know, had lots of sin in my life before I ever found God. And it took him coming into my life before I ever made changes. So you want to, you want to look at what God can do. You need to go back and look at my past. Yeah, I was pretty wild uh, in my 20s until I hit about 27, got married. Then I started settling down. But until that, I was single, didn't have any kids. I remember seven years I went without having a boyfriend even. So I was just hanging out with my girlfriends. We'd go to Shakey's every weekend and I'd drink and I remember doing shots on the bar just kind of crazy stuff you know having fun being a typical uh, fun loving 20 year old woman you know with no obligations and uh, so it took me finding the Lord and I even actually got married the first time he cheated on me and I got married again to Johnny's dad we were together for 10 years and I, uh, I, you know, I, after I got pregnant and everything, had my son, even probably, well, I would say, you know, before that, when Johnny and I were together, we would go out to the bar because my dad, he played music and they would play music out in the bar. So <laughs> I know all about some sin, y'all. Don't look at me and think, oh, she's a goody goody and she's never done nothing wrong and uh, I can't live like that. That's impossible. I can't do it. Well, whenever I went and got saved, believe me, I went in and out of church at least a year, I would say, being sanctified and cleaned up by the Holy Spirit because I was like, this is too hard. I can't do it. And every time I would leave and not go to church, I was like, but there's something there. There's something there. I feel better when I leave. I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Now I walk around with it inside my spirit. It's awoken. It's awakened now. And so I know where my trust comes from. I know who I can depend on, even through the worst of worst. Believe me, it's been horrible losing my brother. And grief is horrible. I watched a thing yesterday from T.D. Jakes. And he was talking about how grief is so hard. And, you know people are like, well, I'm going to make plans to do this and this and this. And he says, just survive. Just survive it. That is horrific. It's traumatizing when you lose someone because this, he used the example of how the disciples heard about all their lives about this Messiah coming, but they did not No one told them about the cross. And so they were traumatized. They were traumatized when Jesus died. They had left their family, sold their property. I remember reading about it in the word. These disciples sold everything they owned and followed this man. Because he said he was the Messiah. He healed people. He, He did miraculous wonders. And they wholeheartedly believed that he was going to be able to save Israel. And then 
Jesus is crucified, put into a tomb. They were not expecting that. They believed that Jesus was going to save and heal. And so can you imagine that all of the dreams they had about this person, and have you ever done that? Have you ever put all of your hope into someone and then they, they mess up? That's pretty much the same thing that kind of happened with God and Jesus. But the only difference is, is that Jesus did what he said he was going to do. He came back on the third day. He walked the earth 40 more days after that. And it was 10 days after that that the Holy Spirit came. The day of Pentecost happened on the 50th day after his <clears throat> resurrection. So there's so many things in the Bible that you want to learn. I mean, no one's growing up and teaching about this. I mean, the the evil of the world has taken over so much. I feel like, honestly, that it's getting better. That there's people who are actually realizing that there's something bigger and better than what they've been experiencing. And that's what it takes. Is realizing or hoping that there is something more than what you can actually just see. Or what you can touch. Because heaven is waiting for us. It's not here right now, but it's waiting for us to welcome us. And, you know, we have to live in this world, but we can have our minds set on heavenly things. And in heaven, all of the problems that you're going through, y'all, this is one huge thing that I had happen in my life. When I was going through my healing, <clears throat> I felt such shame. Um, because I allowed people to do certain things to me or I allowed myself to make the wrong decisions, you know, and I would not forgive myself. I've realized now if I can forgive somebody else for a mistake, why can't I forgive myself? And so I realized that through all of this experience and it took me going through true healing. I had a nervous breakdown in 2017 from all of it. And then in 2020, I was given the opportunity to actually do active healing because in 2017, I wasn't ready. Um, my brain basically reset because it had had so much trauma. Um, you wouldn't even believe the kind of things that I had happened in my life at that time. But God was healing me. God was working all things out together for my good. And now I'm on the other side of it. And I look back and I think, wow, how can I help someone else? Because I'm sure somebody else is going through these same things. And I remember I just have to have a lot of encouragement in my life from other believers. So I'm involved with Jenny Weaver, um, a female pastor. I believe wholeheartedly that God has sent her to help this nation, help the world, um, I don't think that, you know, she's got any power, but she lets the Lord use her. And because of her sacrifice to allow God to use her, she's helping a lot of people. She's a God. And that's the kind of thing that God wants for all of us. And she encourages and lifts everyone up. I mean, she's got thousands of women and now even men that are following her and listening to her because she is 
for the people. She's for kingdom people. She's for God's people. And those who are not saved, she's for them too. She was trying to deliver people from hurts that that hide in your emotions, that hide in your daily life. Fear, depression, um, heaviness even. Just, I can't do anything because I'm just, I feel so heavy from everything that I'm having to carry. I mean, there's just so much that people go through and they don't realize that they get settled in that spot and they're, and they're happy with it. They get comfortable with it and they really just need to start letting go of it. But anyway, back to my point during that process, because of the shame, I felt so heavy. Like I felt so unworthy and so unnecessary and just in the way (laughs) and it was during a moment when I was I can't remember if I was in meditation or what but I had music on and a song came up I shall wear a crown on YouTube and I just physically felt like that the Lord placed a crown back on my head like I know you've been through it but you're still my princess And I was like, this is amazing. God loves me that much. And I have been a wretched sinner. And I have done and have allowed horrible things to happen to me. And I've put myself in positions that I shouldn't have been in. And I made wrong choices. And he still loves me. The Bible says, and T.G. Jake said this, Bible says, He not only forgives you, but he forgets that they ever happened. But that won't happen on this earth. People won't let you forget on this earth. But he has forgotten your sins. Because he loves you. He loves you. He made you. The word says, you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Each and every person. And you know, it's crazy because whenever I was not saved, I had this uh, thought in my mind, everybody's beautiful in their own way. I mean, you'll look at people who have deformities and, you know, different things like that, that people try to, you know, say is not like the fashion nistas that's on the magazines and on the TV shows, all that, this whole beauty thing that they got going on. But I'm telling you, even folks who have deformities, there is a beauty to that. Don't be ashamed if you have something wrong with your hand or your foot or your eye or your, I have a pug nose. I can't believe I'm telling y'all this. This is how healed I am, y'all. I have a pug nose, look like a little pig. But you know what? God made it. So I love it. Now, I did not like it when I was a kid at all, but it makes me who I am. God loves me and it makes me love me. And so I'm just trying to encourage you today. Don't be ashamed of your crazy. I got crazy hair. Y'all, my whole family has normal, regular hair. I have frizzy, Scottish, Irish, long hair that you can see the waves in it all the time and if I brush it with a comb or a brush it frizzes up but you know what I've learned that I'm different I don't have to be like them 
And when they say go brush your hair, it's like, okay, I'm going to go put my fingers through my hair and get the tangles out. But I can't brush my hair because I will look like some kind of frizz ball. And I don't want to look like a lint ball. So I'm not doing it. But anyway, that is the type of things that we have to understand. You're all individual. You're all specific to who you are. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. God loves you who you are. Be who you are. Don't try to be someone else. And with the Lord putting that crown on my head, I just felt like it. I mean, I was hunkered down crying, so miserable and ashamed by everything that I had been encountering to heal. Because you have to face the pain. And so going through that pain actually helped me heal. And God put the crown back on my head and let me know that I'm not alone, that he loves me, and that I'm his little princess. And that made me feel so good, y'all so good he he brought me back it reminded me of the prodigal son and how the father gave i mean he ran after the son first of all that had went off and spent all of his money and squandered away everything and messed up really bad when he came back home the father ran after him because he missed him so much and he loved him so much he put his robe back on him he put his ring back on him and they had a feast because god loved him I'm sorry, but I know I, with my children or my son, I love it whenever I get to see him and I see that he's happy and I see that he's flourishing and I see that he's doing good. So when the world tries to tell you that God doesn't like you, that God's doing all this to you, no, he's not. God wants the best for you. God wants absolutely the best for you. Read the word. That's his word. Read the word to learn about who your maker is. You need to learn to stand for something. And if I were you, I'd stand for something that's solid, that's been around for over 2,000 years. Actually, God's been around since the beginning of the whole entire world. He created it. So let's try to get a hold of the right dude. Instead of looking around at your neighbor and (coughs) the coolest outfit and the biggest trend and whatever's coming up next, all that's going to change. But the one thing that doesn't change is God Almighty. He's got you. He's taking care of you. Hang in there, guys. I love you. I do never want to get off of this thing without giving the opportunity. If you do not know the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, my friend is wanting to become a child of God. God, I pray for this person right now, Lord. I ask that you go into their life, that you help to clean up that which has been brought in from the evil world around them, God, and that you clean up their mind, that you help them with the things that they're wanting and they know needs to be changed. God, we can't do it in ourselves, but you can. Lord, this person is asking for Jesus to be their Lord and Savior and wanting him to be in God in their life. They they want him to guide them. And Lord, we just lift you up and thank you, God, for this person who's now being saved. And Lord, the heavens are rejoicing right now because this person has made a choice to follow you and to obey your commands and to help uh, understand more about you. Lord, we thank you, God, for all that you're doing in this world and in our friends here uh, that listen to the podcast. God, be with each and every one. And Lord, thank you for being our Lord and Savior. We believe you died on a cross. And now we believe that you have resurrected us back and brought us back to the Father. And now we will be ambassadors of God and work for you and 
spread the gospel to all nations. We thank you in everything we do, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, if you said that prayer and you mean it wholeheartedly, the next step is to get into a church, get baptized, read the word. I uh, try to have something at least three times a week uh, so that I can do like a prayer, a Bible study or something where I can, uh, you know, spend some time with the Lord. Uh, Jenny Weaver has some prayer stuff. You can always go on YouTube, look up T.D. Jakes, Joyce Meyer, uh, Jesse Duplantis. Uh, You can listen to Christian music, uh, Travis Green, Tasha Cobbs, Zach Williams, um, the Older Ones Casting Crowns, Mercy Me. You can find all kinds of resources. So while you're able to get a good foot in the door, let's get it. Because you never know when things could change and the Bible may not be there for you next time. So while you are having the unction of the Lord to pull you, draw you near him, then you need to take advantage of that right now. And you need to get into the word and start learning it for yourself. I recommend the Bible, (laughs) B-I-B-L-E. There are different versions. So you have English Standard Version. You have um, NIV National, or uh, yeah, NIV. I don't know. It's International Version. Um, And then the old one is King James, which is the thou's and all those different things. But they basically all have the same information. The old King James has the red letters, which is the words that Jesus said will be in red. I love those. So I actually have a few different versions. Another thing I want to mention, the folks that don't really like reading books, if you're into reading things on your iPad or on a fire, Kindle Fire or something, you can download Bible Gateway and it gives you all the different versions of the Bible and you can pick scripture. You can even have it read it to you. So it's not like you don't have those resources. I'm giving them to you now. Make a note of them. If you have questions or wonder about what to do, come back and listen to this podcast again. And I appreciate everyone listening. I hope this has helped you guys out. It's almost 30 minutes and I love you guys. I can't believe I had this much time to talk today. I feel like the Lord's had it on my heart and I'm going to start doing it more. Um, so love you guys. See you around the merry go round. Bye.